the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And you can call and join the conversation. You know, all of this stuff going on in Israel, there's another thing that's happening is that there's a lot of people being canceled because of their tweets about this, uh, their postings on the Internet or things that they are being seen on camera. And I want to ask this question. I'll give you some examples of uh, where that's happening. And uh, some of those people have put out public apologies, but many of them have lost their jobs or they have lost opportunities. And, and I think in most of those cases, you would understand why. But what I want to get to is when somebody is canceled, um, whether they're canceled because something was taken out of context, you know, sometimes the, the cancel culture discussion is somebody's canceled just because they have a view that's a normative view that somebody should be allowed to have, right? Um, and they're canceled. Sometimes people are canceled because they did something stupid or they did something bad. What if they did something really particularly horrible, right? So what I'm getting at here is at some point, you can't just cancel people um, without some chance that you can teach them the truth, especially when we're dealing with things where I believe truly that a lot of what we're seeing on our college campuses right now is because of indoctrination. Okay, so when you have a bunch of kids, you know, marching through the school, uh, high school in San Francisco, and they're doing this... So you have a bunch of kids on a parade, young kids, middle school, high school age, and uh, dressed in Palestinian gear, having a parade through the high school, chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Do you think those kids actually understand that that's a terrorist chant, that that means kill the Jews, no Israel? Do you think that they even have any idea what that means? I'll bet most of them have no idea what that means. Some of them are probably just doing it because they got out of class. Oh, I can go protest this and not take my math test? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You know, that's kids, right? And they are being indoctrinated to do that. And you wouldn't have that group. You wouldn't have some group marching around uh, any other kind of racist slogan or anything, anything else. You wouldn't do that, right? There's an indoctrination going on. So here's what I'm, I'm thinking about. And I'm thinking about this pastorally. I'm thinking about this from uh, the context of grace. How does it work? And uh, I'll give you some examples here of some things that have happened in the last few days that I think are pretty significant. Uh, Citibank has fired a 20-year-old banker, I won't say the name, for publicly supporting Adolf Hitler's decision to murder millions of Jews. That's her, that was this person's response after uh, what happened in Gaza. In fact, this was uh, while reacting to the Gaza hospital bombing that turned out not to be uh, what they said it was. This person uh, smiled 
as she voiced her support for murdering Jews, and she said, no wonder why Hitler wanted to get rid of all of them. And she put a little smiling emoji. Uh, Citibank fired that person for that tweet. And I think rightly so, because here's here's the problem with that. And a lot of law firms, they have gone out and these student groups from Harvard, especially and NYU in particular, who put out these uh, anti-Israel, really pro-Hamas statements. These people are losing their their jobs. They're losing their internships. They're losing a lot because the, as the law firms are saying in real life, we have Jewish clients, and it's very difficult for a Jewish client to think that their lawyer might actually want them to be killed. You know, you can understand that. I don't want my uh, doctor to want to kill me. You know, if I go to the doctors, you know, I've had a doctor who I think wanted to kill me because I, I'm pretty sure he wanted to retire, and I was his last patient, and he wanted to be on the golf course or something, and he was terrible. And I noticed for a while I was the, and I'm joking about this part. It's not funny with the the reality of it, but uh, you know, he, I was the only one in the waiting room. I had no problem getting an appointment. I've since believed that uh, if it's a long time to get an appointment, probably a good doctor. If you can just walk right in, uh, there's probably something being said about that. Um, what if the doctor really wants to uh, to kill you? Um, there have been uh, Dr. Andrew, I won't say his whole name, I don't want to do that to him. Uh, this guy is no longer employed by expert MRI after he went on rants with anti-Semitic social media posts. The only thing Zionists are superior at is lies, deceit, and genocide, and uh, called them pedi- pedophilic retards and a whole bunch of uh, terrible things on there. Um, and... Uh, you know, he got fired. He lost his job uh, for that. And the company that he worked for said, we're aware of those comments by this doctor on his personal account and effective immediately. He is no longer, he guy was a chief medical officer of that company. So he wasn't, uh, you know, he was a bigwig. And then they apologized to everybody and their staff for that person's behavior. You know, you live in a time right now, this is, this is something I think for all of us to realize and understand, whatever it is. When you put something out there digitally, okay, today, it's there forever. And young people especially, you need to think about this. You need to think about the pictures you post of yourself at some party, the pictures or the statements that you make publicly in response to things. You need to ask yourself, do I really want to stand by that? Because anybody who Googles you, and I promise you, when you look for a job later, your employee, your employer Googles you. You're the person in HR, whether they're supposed to or not, they do. Trust me, they do. I, I was hiring a youth director one time. I had 300 applications. I got it down to five, five people. And then I Googled all five of them. And after doing that, I had zero applicants. I had to start over because of the pictures these people had posted. You know, it's one thing if you are uh, going into youth ministry and you used to party in high school, but you repented, you got saved, and you know, maybe you would be really good because of that, because you understand the pressures and you understand what's there. But when you post a picture of yourself uh, drunk partying yesterday, and it's on your public Facebook, you not only are not ready for ministry, you have no judgment at all. <laughs> you just don't get life. So those guys are out. Um, these are, these are grownups who are posting murderous things online, uh, and they are getting in a lot of trouble and rightly so. Uh, and there's a bunch of them. There's some websites that are just tracking this. Um, and some of them, um, have then put out apologies. Uh, this person who was at the School of Art Institute of Chicago, Texted, uh, Israelis are pigs and savages, very, very bad people, irredeemable excrement. 
And, I mean, it goes on and on and on and ends with, uh, may they all rot in hell. That person put that out on a public website for everybody to see. I mean, that's extraordinary. And uh, then this person, uh, they published an apology that goes on about uh, how I shouldn't have said that and it was mean and and, uh, those things never should have been said. And I appreciate that. So then I started thinking, okay, these guys are apologizing. They have made permanent statements. They're permanent. You can't. You can delete your your post, but it's out there still. All right. And there are groups right now who are forwarding your stuff to everybody. So you might delete it, but a million other people have it. Maybe sometimes a literally a million other people have it. You're going to live with it. It will follow you on every job application you ever have. Is there? How do you have grace? I'm not even saying that. And they don't deserve it, right? Because none of us deserve it. The whole point of grace is you don't deserve it. How do we help people who have views that are heinous like that, who are so angry or so full of hate that they would even publish it? Um, or should they be just gone for life? Or how do you, you can't ignore it. I'm not saying that at all. You cannot ignore it. It has to be changed. There has to be genuine repentance. There has to be a genuine change of heart. There probably has to be volunteerism. But how do we do that, right? What do you think about that? Do you understand what I'm, I'm trying to say? Let me see if I can uh, get to your calls on this. I know we've got a few calls that are holdovers, so uh, let me see where we're at here. Uh, Yesenia, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show from Long Beach. Hi. Hi. I'm not in Long Beach yet, but I'm on the way to Long Beach. Uh, uh, that's all I want to say about what's happening in the Middle East. Okay. Go ahead. Am I, am I, yeah, am I outra- my outrage and anger of what happened to the, to what happened at Kibbutz Festival? Um, and, and I'm angry uh, at these students at the universities. Yeah. What do we do about them? How do we? These kids are young. No, I got news. I got I got news for them. They, they want to just kill. Why are they coming? Mother? Why are they coming? Mother? Mother? I mean, mother me in cold blood by getting by shooting me dead. Is that satisfy them? I'm tired of these students. You want to kill somebody to get me next? That's all there is to it. All right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are upset, and I think rightfully so to be upset. Uh, thank you for your call. Uh, I think that it can't end there, though. Somehow, and we're talking about thousands of people. How do we go back? And I'm not even—I'm not making an excuse for them either, because I think that they have. I've been studying. You know, what are these people being taught? How? What in the world uh, is led to so much hate? You know, hate, particularly racial hate of this, and it's the same with hate against black people or hate against this man or whoever. That's something that's taught right? It's something that is is passed on. It's either passed on because it's a, a family issue of hate, or it's something that you learned from somebody, right? These kids learned this, have taken it to heart, and uh, it's called, you know, it's indoctrination, right? We're seeing indoctrination of our schools for lots of other things. Um, it's something that eventually the reality of the evil of it will will come true to you. So as a people who would like to see people repent and have grace, um, how do we approach this over the long haul? Let's say generations now of people who have been taught to hate, and we're seeing this. So how do we turn that around? What do we do? What What should the expectation be for these people who are rightfully being canceled? You cannot have that job as a lawyer, <laughs> 
if you hate people groups who would be your clients. And by hate, I mean you want them dead. That's what you're saying. 888-528-2557. David in Hacienda Heights, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. David? All right, put you on hold, David, and I'll come back. If you're still there, let's go to Wendy in Orange County. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Wendy, are you there? Um, oh, there you go. Hi, hi. So I'm. It, hear me out here. Yeah. Um. The theory. Yeah. The theory is is that it, when we look at the Bible and we look at Saul of Tarsus, mm. he thought that he was doing God a favor by persecuting Christians. It was a matter of a lack of understanding. And I think that it's just my view that a lot of these kids that we're seeing doing these things and, and these people that are being canceled, there could be a, a piece of this that is absolutely due to just being ignorant of the truth. And I think that there's also a passage in Proverbs, and it says, spare the rod, spoil the child. So I think it's a, it's a balancing act here between these people you know, hating hating anyone is is a really bad way to live your life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there has to be a lesson learned when you're out in public doing these things. And whether it's your level of ignorance or intelligence, what, like if you know that it's really wrong what you're saying, but you're saying it anyway, or if you just don't have the understanding, like you're just ignorant to the truth, then you, what you think you're doing is right. So I think the action that we take as Christians, and I think the most that we can do is is to pray, because there's so much power in prayer, and to just pray that these that God would come down and touch these people and that they would learn what the actual truth is. You know, we, the part of what we need to do in prayer is really do spiritual battle in prayer, right? Because there's a stronghold here of hate, the spiritual side of of any any hate, right, is it divides people and it creates problems. And in this case, I think that there is a particular hate against uh, Jews um, because of their position in history and what God has done with them. And it is, and then also I think that we have philosophies that are that have become a part of our our educational system. That's why you're seeing so much of this in our colleges that is completely anti ultimately anti human and divisive it's and it's being done in the name of social justice or the name of something but where it always comes down to uh where it explodes in people's faces and when it turns around it turns out it's actually creating more division and more hate and more oppression um and that's evil there there is an evil in the philosophy that has been adopted by so many supposedly smart people and I think, well, I think your statement about prayer is right. Yeah, and, and when they're purposely repressing the truth and they're not teaching what the actual truth is, you have a lot of ignorant people who think that they're doing the right thing based upon what they've been taught by people that they're supposed to respect, which is their college professor. Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's called indoctrination is what that is. Uh, Wendy, thank right. you for calling uh, Pastor Scott show on that. And that's not an excuse, by the way. You know, when if you believe that a certain individual or a certain group of people should be killed, for whatever reason, 
uh, murdered, you know, you should know that's wrong, right? It doesn't matter that you've been indoctrinated. There's, you should have the humanity to know that that is wrong. But that doesn't also mean that indoctrination isn't real and that the reason we see this kind of evil and the reason that you have statements being written by people here, the statement that Hamas puts out about themselves, for example, that is just so full of hate and murder, um, that's taught. And the uh, and Wendy's comment, you know, about Saul is a pretty good one. Paul, you know, now he had Jesus knock him off his donkey. Uh, and he had that experience that changed him around. I don't think that's the experience that most people are going to have. But I have seen lots of people who are very hateful, very angry people. And whether they are you know, angry in this sort of political sense with these things, or maybe they were uh, in, uh, in gangs, or maybe they were in uh, some sort of situation where they really hated people. I have seen repentance, and I have seen genuine life turnaround. And... Uh, you know, what I'm getting at here is how do we pray even for that? I agree that all of these people, and there's so many examples, they need to be fired, right? Or they need to lose what they were getting because of what they did is so bad. You just can't do that, right? Um, and But you can't just do nothing then for the rest of your life for the next 60 years. You know, if you're 22 and you're doing something stupid, how do we And let's take a look at our nation that we're seeing this across the board, right? We have a lot of work to do to turn people around. We have to do that. We can't just go incarcerate everybody for those views. We can't kill them. We can't take it out on them. We have to undo the damage that has been done. What does that look like? 888 528 888-528-2557. Nate in L.A. Or Nala? Is it Nala in L.A.? Yes. Hi, Nala. Sorry, I called you Nate. The the L looked like a T, <laughs> but that's my fault. It's okay. Um, I actually met you at one of uh, KKLA was having a financial um, event like a few months ago or a year ago. Oh, um, yeah. But I have so much to say. I'm just so disappointed um, by, you know, where we are as a people, as a country, and as a nation so gone away from, you know, God's statutes and all. Um, but I think what I, I, I love listening to your show, and I, I think I should call more often, but um, I'm really curious why the government doesn't address the religious history of the of that region and where the tensions are actually coming from. Because what I'm noticing online, um, which is a, another part of my question, is, you know, how to differentiate, uh, you know, true news versus fake news, especially in a day and age of technology and AI. Um, what I'm noticing is people are, are, or America has been groomed to hate one another, white versus black. They've been groomed to believe that, you know, Christianity is a white man's religion or the Jews are white and Palestinians are the alleged black people. And so therefore, uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to take out the common enemy, you know, that's the, the white supremacist and this is the white, white man's construct and this and that. Um, I just want to hear like what anyone's take is on that and not studying religion and also pushing these, these really stupid agendas. And just yeah. me speaking black woman, um, I'm just really, I'm sick and tired of, of, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just really so frustrated. Um, I, I love babies. I love children. Um, and what I'm noticing also is just the clear hypocrisy and the oxymoron of, um, you know, many people, rising up and saying stop killing these children and these babies but these are the same people that were marching the streets of america demanding that we allow them to murder babies in the womb um you know it's 
and and clearly these videos online are a, a strategy uh, use, using ethos, right? You're posting these sad videos. War is detrimental, period. Um, but <laughs> they're strategically using these videos to, to to paint a picture of the other side being um, evil. When these Israel was attacked primarily, you know, I'm not agreeing yeah. that every that this is okay. I'm not at all. I I don't want anyone to die, and I'm and I'm sure any sentient or moral person um, would agree with that. But w- where? <laughs> Where are the morals? I kind of understand where the question is going to go, but we, we've drawn so far off to uh, relativism and my truth. And, you know, we've really clearly denied God in every way possible in all the statutes. And I, I think this war is beyond mankind. You yeah. know? Well, and I think, and, and Nala, thank you for calling. And uh, I don't know for sure if I remember you, but I might from that event. But I look forward to meeting you at another one. Uh, pretty soon. Uh, You know, you said a lot of stuff there that I think matters. One of them is, as you talked about, you know, our killing babies in the womb, we should not think of ourselves as somehow not evil because of that which we have tolerated in this country. That's a harsh thing, you know, but part of what we're dealing with is a view of human life in general that is growing as uh, anti-human. Right. So there are many things we should not we should not presume that somehow um, we are better in the sense of everybody is fallen and every everybody has participated in a way like this might bug some of you. But you just got to you got to go there in some kind of terrible evil. That's why we need a savior. Right. But in saying that, you have to acknowledge, hey, I've got problems too, and these are here too, but that doesn't mean I don't speak out when there are these heinous attacks here. And, you know, part of what you're, we're dealing with is a rejection of God, meaning that you also have a rejection of the purpose of humanity, the purpose of creation, the, the you know, ethos of who we are. I think you used that great word, ethos, which I like. Um, and when you do that, if there's no God, you also eliminate morality, Right. And so you've got to have it somewhere. And then it also means you can teach any kind of morality you want. And that's where a lot of this indoctrination is. It's that everything is a construct. Okay. Sex is a construct. Today in Michigan, they're taking away the words um, breastfeeding woman and taking woman out and it's just person. Okay. But in, uh, in Arkansas, they're forcing that back in. They're just totally competing different uh, legislations that are very you know, on the Michigan one, just very politically driven to say, you know what, we don't believe there's a difference between men and women and men can get pregnant. So we're going to put that in our, our paperwork. Um, and the, what's behind that is the idea that there is no God, there is no truth to uh, humanity as we have always thought it. It's just a construct. And we think we can just change that. And that is a big piece of what allows people to deny the truth. A lot more we can say on that, but I'm way over. I see all of your calls, David and Larry and Chris and MJ and others. We'll get to your calls as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Last week, last week, we had thousands of students chanting pro-terror songs that are sung right now in Iraq, in Libya, 
in Yemen, in Afghanistan. They were singing this not in Gaza, not in Afghanistan, here in New York City. And this is the school that you want to send your children to. They were celebrating the rape of teenage girls in a music festival in the name of resistance. That is a professor at Columbia University. His name is Shay uh, Davidai. And uh, I put that speech and an open letter he said to parents in America uh, on my uh, Twitter account. I'll go on Facebook later. It's at Pastor Scott Show. You can find it there. And, um, you know, what we're talking about is what do we do about lots of these, you know, what's happening with a lot of these students and with these professors. And I think a lot of these university presidents are going to lose their job. We have seen many of these students who have now lost, um, you know, legal internships and they've lost positions. They're losing a lot uh, because they are very publicly endorsing terrorism is how it's seen. And some of them openly are doing that. Some of them are saying, I don't really understand, um, but it's what they're doing anyway. Um, how do we take some of these people, really, I mean, to any of them, how do people get restored once they've done something uh, terrible? Uh, this one person, uh, and there are there are many other people. There's a dentist. I won't say the names of these people to be on to that. But this person was videotaped ripping down posters of kidnapped Israelis, and they were figured out. People figured out who this is, and which you can easily do today because of social media. And uh, he got fired by his dental company. The dental company, CG Smile, they said this. We're very sad to see this situation. Our office is not in favor of any of these actions taken by this doctor, this dentist. So we do not support, we do not support terrorist groups or actions or their supporters. He has been removed from our staff. And uh, CG Smile does not support terrorist group actions or supporters. What I find interesting is I think that I think that these people, uh, these companies are the reality, right? These companies are, you know, there is a bubble that's in education where I wonder if how many of these kids or these professors think that other people think the way they do. And most don't. In real life, you can't have a dentist who is out there on a social media um, who says he hates some kind of people group or somewhere. I know that you're probably not going to want to go to that dentist if you're a part of that group, right? So it's uh, there's obvious business decision and an obvious moral decision. Many of them, including this uh, uh, person, have apologized. And, uh, you know, what do you do when somebody apologizes? There's another uh, person, and her apology, she was uh, let go. And, you know, this is what she said. My actions that were caught on camera. She was doing the same thing. She was tearing down these posters. And it's it's just a vicious thing to see. And I watched this video that she's in, and she was found out. And uh, she's losing a lot of what she has. My actions were caught on camera, a poor representation of what I believe. All innocent lives, Israeli and Palestinian, should be spared, and all terrorist organizations should be condemned and punished. I can't take back what I did, but I can't apologize to everyone impacted by the broader from the broader society to my friends, parents, and sister. I have found it increasingly difficult, and this is where I think that she's finding where the problem is. I have found it increasingly difficult to know my place as a biracial brown woman, especially during these highly volatile times. I, I have felt more and more frustrated about the time we currently find ourselves in and misplaced that anger into actions that are not an accurate representation of who I am as a person. Uh, see, she defines herself by her, her race and her situation Rather than, you know, the content of her character, as somebody once said, but I guess we're not allowed to say that anymore, 
that she is that what she has been brought up to believe is who she is by race or whatever her experiences are with that are more important than what she believes or what she does. And I think that is part of the problem is that that isn't reality in this world. How do we help people like her who genuinely apologize, I think, or she's going to learn, right? I think she's learning a terrible lesson. She's obviously embarrassed from her, even her parents and her sister she apologizes to. Um, this, her video went viral. Everybody saw her do these hateful things and people said, oh, I know who that is. And uh, she got caught. How do we deal with this? Um, how do we help people uh, who have done terrible things, who are guilty of it? How do we help them fit in and uh, have a life. They've got to repent. How do we help them do that? David in Hacienda Heights, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, hi. Can you hear me? I can, David. Go ahead. Perfect. Yes, I have two questions for you, Pastor Scott. First of all, thank you for your informed answers. They're um, very thought-provoking. But my two questions are, number one, what has Israel done to cause the Palestines to hate them and want to annihilate them, number one. And number two, do the religious leaders of Palestine condone that kind of hate and um, retribution and annihilation? Yeah. Well, the the answer to your second question is, is the Hamas rulers for sure do, including their clerics and people. They write it down. They're very explicit about they hate Jews. They have. They want them to be killed. They quote parts of the Quran that call for the killing of all Jews, and uh, it's a funny passage. Really, it's it's kill all Jews. It's that the rocks and the trees would cry out. There's a Jew hiding behind me. Kill him, and that's mm. part of their their statement. There's another. The funny part is that there's a, a tree that they think this particular tree is Jewish, and it doesn't cry out because that tree itself is Jewish. It's a weird thing, mm. right? But the whole thing is about killing Jews, and that's that's mm. the thing I think that there is. There is a lot to be said, I think, and argued about when it comes to Israel and when it comes to, say, the, the settlements in the West Bank in particular. Uh, the There are some things that you can say, hey, the Israeli government hasn't done this very well. And there's lots of controversy about the wall in the West Bank and lots of things. That the Israeli response would be, well, these people are trying to kill us, and so what else are we supposed to do? And nobody mm-hmm. seems to have an answer to the second part, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that People have been taught that Israel is the terrorist, that Israel doesn't have any rights to the land, even though they have all the historical and legal rights to the land they're on. Um, And, uh, you know, most of a lot of what is being taught by anti-Israel groups today is not true. And a simple Google search can tell you it's not true. So Hmm. what's kind of frightening is how many of these schools are higher education teaches things that any one of the students can check out as not true. And what they say is, well, everything I'm reading on on the history books was probably written by Jews, and I hate them, so I'm just going to disbelieve it. But science, archaeology, history, everything um, is on the side of if you're going to have a Jewish state, it should be Israel. Uh, That's the only Jewish state in history. And there's never, you know, in Palestinians, it's a whole other thing. It's it's, uh, a people group that was essentially a region. It wasn't really even a people group, I think, until 1964, where Arab, some Arabs said, I'm going to be Arab or Jordanian and pick one of the countries, and others said, no, I want to stay here, and they became Palestinians. But before 1948, the Jews who lived there were Palestinians. 
Uh-huh. Right? It's it's part of it is just understanding that there is a history of uh, Israel that is not hard to figure out actually, and it mm-hmm. contradicts a lot of what's being told. This is this is part of it, as I think, and thank you for your call, David. We have to number one realize that there are religious teachings out there that say kill everybody who's an infidel who's not us. Okay, extreme Islam. We've seen that in terrorism for a long time, and that's Hamas, and that's Hezbollah, and that's some of these other groups. Um, what I'm getting at with these students in particular, or even these doctors and other people that are, I think, rightfully losing their job uh, today, is we're, that's, we're talking about thousands of people right now who have been exposed, right, for having very explicit, hateful points of view and even condoning murder or terrorism in some cases. Um, from a pastoral perspective, how do we help people? who need to recover from their hate, whether it be racism or other things. Um, there is a step here that's hard, and it doesn't feel like we want to do it, I think, in cases like this when we're mad. but And it doesn't have to be just about Israel. It can be about other uh, racist things that go on. How do we heal rather than just continue to uh, divide without losing uh, moral clarity on what is true. Larry and Oxnard, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, Pastor Scott, uh, you know, the, really, uh, uh, we need to shine a light on the darkness. You know, there's no virtue in ignorance. That's right. And it's well known uh, and and easily documented. Uh, and and maybe it's our responsibility, uh, you know, I know KKLA is on the line here, your, your viewers, your listeners, a lot of them are uh, unchurched and, and stuff, but it, it's probably incumbent on us to actually tell what they teach these Palestinian children mm-hmm. in their school. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's unlovely. It's ugly. Uh, it's, 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 but if we don't tell the truth, who's going to do it, you know, and, you know, the, the, the whole, uh, anti-Semitic thing, it's nothing new. It goes back to Genesis three. That's correct. And it goes forward and, uh, they hate the Jews because they're Jews. Satan hates uh, the Jewish people, because they're God's chosen, and, and God had a purpose for them, and it's well documented in Scripture. Uh, there's several books, there's several times in history when when, when Satan tried to kill all the male children. Yep. And, uh, I'm going to have to take a break with, in a minute, uh, Larry, but uh, you know, I think that telling the truth is one of the steps that we have to do, that we've got to have a uh, systemic evaluation of what is clearly true. You know, there are things that are debatable, and that's fine, and call them debatable. But there are things that are true, and I think that you're also right, is that there's a, the religious element here, and Larry, i got to let you go, the religious element here, and that's something I want everybody listening to pay attention to, is that Israel matters, and there's atrocities happening elsewhere in the world. If you're Armenian, uh, I have a good relationship with Armenians here in uh, Southern California, and terrible things have been happening to Armenian people, very similar to what just happened to the people of Israel in Azerbaijan and in that region recently. It's hardly gotten any press. I finally saw something on NBC the other day, and it's really the same thing. 
terrible rapes and murders and oppression and starvation, and it's horrific, and there's horrific things happening actually in many places around the world right now. Don't miss the fact that when this happens in Israel, it's a global crisis, that the entire world is focused on this, and there's a reason for that. The reason is is that Israel is significant whether you want to agree with it or not. God has a plan for Israel. I think everybody knows that. And ultimately where this is leading is, are you going to worship the living God or not? And if you are watching history, you should pay very close attention because God is real. Jesus is real. He is the Messiah. He did rise again from the grave. He's the promised Jewish Messiah. That's what I believe as a Christian. And uh, and uh, the culmination of of the salvation of humanity happens in Israel, in Jerusalem, when Jesus returns. That's what Christians believe. And if you aren't sure about that, then I would just say investigate it and ask yourself, why does anybody care about Israel? Because uh, it shouldn't matter any more than these other places, but it clearly does. And I think that's because Christianity is true. All right, I got to take a break. Uh, We'll be back. I see your calls, Chris and Dawn and others, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott, she'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Talking about the many people who are being, and I would say rightfully, canceled or fired or losing opportunities because of their public uh, response supporting Hamas or supporting the violent behavior. I'm not talking about people who have an opinion about the controversial things or the rights of Palestinians or, or Israelis or those kinds of things, but the people who have said, you know what, you have a right to rape those women and kill those babies, and, and we're going to chant about the end of Israel and stuff. Many of those people who are on our campuses, many of them are students, but also we're seeing lots of doctors, lots of, uh, we've read stories of dentists who have been fired, doctors who are being fired, people who have worked in in, uh, in other communities who are being fired, lawyers being fired, because obviously you can't have those jobs when you publicly say you would like a certain people group dead. You shouldn't have that job if you internally think that, obviously. But we're talking about very heinous comments. And, you know, where there are so many of these students, we've talked about how they've been indoctrinated, how much of what they believe in these areas is very easily demonstrably false. How do we deal with it? And I'm talking pastorally now in restoring our own people to uh, the truth when there is repentance. How do we lead people there? How do we help restore? Because you have to. You can't just cancel people forever. Um, I mean, if you continue to not repent, I guess maybe you can, right? It's a, it's a thing. But when people truly respect, repent, how do you forgive? How do you do that? Even in our own life, that gets tough, doesn't it? Sometimes people have done heinous, horrific things to us, even tried to kill us. How do you, how do you find, find a way pastorally as a Christian uh, to forgive nationally? How do we repair this damage that's happening here? I think a mistake is to live just in the moment and say there's nothing you can do. Uh, we can't stay there. Otherwise, it just gets worse. We have to, to change course. Uh, which is repentance. That's what that means. 888-528-2557. Chris and Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Chris. You still with us? You're you're the keeper of an inn deep in the force of ideas. 
And every <laughs> afternoon you throw the door open and you then invite in all the tribes of faith and no faith. That's my favorite part of the day. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. This is a tough question, though, isn't it, when we really think about it? It is, and you really put an edge on it in your last statement, uh, talking about the responsibility of us, of who we are, to restore. And I think the linchpin in this whole idea is that little word, we. You know, the United States is way too big, and now we're fractured into a million different different identities that would say, we need to do something. Mm. Well, there are we's out there. They're deep in the Palestinian fold. They're saying we need to, you know, bring these people that are haters and, and fan the flames. I mean, there's all different we's around. But as a pastor, if your idea is to restore people that feel like they've made a mistake, you know, short of a come-to-Jesus moment, I don't know where they go. I mean, there's guys that have tattoos about murder all over their face from their former life, and then they meet Jesus— and they walk pure from that day forward, but you can't fix what's on their face. And in many ways, what's on the Internet is even more permanent than tattoos. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that I think is a new crisis. And, you know, these people who are getting losing their jobs and opportunities, those videos are here forever. Um, yes. And uh, like you, it's like a tattoo, except you you can't remove it, you know. Uh, the we word, I think you're you're so right. Is we have so many we's. the The problem, as I see it, is that we are all on the same aircraft, <laughs> right? Is that yeah. at the at the end of the day, we are a we, and uh, part of the problem is is we don't acknowledge that. We think we're on different planes, but we're not. And well, where I come down with it, with my my personal family, is I tell my kids that in the in this culture where everybody's got a different identity, you got to realize that you carry the Spirit of God with you. And when you meet somebody, you are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. That's right. you personally carry that into any situation. So don't be intimidated when you go and meet somebody that's a full-on hater that's carrying their paradigm. You bring yours. And And let's put God to the test. That's right. See who comes up on top. I think that's great. And you are the light of the world, not because uh, somebody told you that, except Jesus told you that, right? You are. And I think if we trust that, we being Christians in this case with the word we, if we trust that, it helps us be more bold and it helps us. You know, you talked about people with murder on their face with the tattoos and the the life. I've worked with a lot of people who have done that. And I'll tell you what, some of the most gracious people and and most loving people I've met have killed people in horrific crimes, but truly got saved. Uh, lots of people uh, claim they got saved and they get them out of jail early or whatever, and then they go back to doing whatever. But I've seen God yeah. change some lives. It still is something that haunts them. It's something that hinders them from getting jobs. Um, but I think that for um, the forgiving person, you don't you don't ignore you know histories and things, but you you trust that people can repent. And I think there's there's something for us to do here. Uh, we can't just I agree. yeah. What uh, I would not trust is I wouldn't trust somebody having some version of repentance that doesn't involve God. Right. I think all you're doing is resetting the trap. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Chris. Chris, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Don in Venice, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, Scott, um, the reason that uh, Christians don't don't have the right um, approach to this question of Israel is they don't understand 
the purposes of God and bringing them back to the land, it's not as they think it is to as a reward for centuries of persecution and suffering and the like. It's to expose to the world the Pharisee philosophy that's behind their religious thinking and how they they apply it to the the problems that they encounter in the region as a as a rule, not an exception. Well, do you feel like I don't? I don't know Christians who feel like it's a reward for them. I think Christians feel like it's prophesied that uh, Jews will return to the promised land, and um, one day they will turn to Christ, probably at the very end. Well, we're not witnessing Christ to them because we go right along with everything they demand of us in terms of their propaganda. The people in the region who live there. They understand how they they operate, and that's why they're so outraged. It's way beyond religious religion to them. This is day to day life. What do you think they should happen? To, Are you talking about like in the in they, the? Uh, it's real easy. They have miserated the Palestinian population deliberately. Why did they do they that? Ex- because they create an explosive situation. They they operate by the Hegelian process of problem reaction solution. For instance, you know, Don, we're almost out of time. I, you know, your point I think needs to be flushed out more, and we only have a minute left. Maybe you could call back tomorrow, and we'll hit this topic, okay? Because I think understanding the different views of how Israel does things is important uh, um, in all of this. Um, but at the same time, nobody deserves to be raped. No one deserves to have their babies killed, or babies don't deserve to be killed. We cannot support that. And, you know, one of the questions that there are legitimate questions about how Israel does things, particularly with settlements in the West Bank and some different things. But the pushback is always, and this will be the question I'll ask you, Don, if you call back on Open Line Friday or whenever we do this topic, is what should Israel have done when the other people just want to kill them? That's that's the really tough thing. Maybe there's a better answer. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Robert, I'm not going to get your call. We're out of time. You can call back tomorrow. We do Open Line Friday. This is a hard question, but I believe, number one, as Christians, we cannot avoid the hard questions because our goal is to bring people to Christ no matter where they're at. True repentance in Christ. And I believe true repentance is the solution if uh, you've ever done anything that's terrible that's just out there. There is repentance, there is a life that God is calling to, and there is restoration in Christ. i got to go open line Friday tomorrow from 3 to 5. You can follow me at Pastor Scott Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast looking for the Pastor Scott Show. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.